from the west to the east. I'm Sherry Christensen from Alberta. And I'm Jake Rose from New Brunswick. Welcome to Embrace the Green. Hello and welcome to episode 54 of Embrace the Grain. How are you tonight, Jake? I'm doing well, Sherry. How are you? I didn't have a swell start tonight, but now things are working well. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the technology really hates us on the show. It does. It does. But first, first I started off with the Skype and it couldn't find Skype, so... I restarted my computer and then the computer couldn't find the operating system, which is kind of essential. And I kind of went, uh, recording might be off tonight. <laughs> and then I thought, well, let me try one more time. And then everything booted up. So let's cross our fingers. It stays working. Fingers are crossed. Or at least for an hour, it stays working. <laughs> That's all we need. Yeah. Yeah, so what's new with you this week? Well, uh, this week, uh, it's uh, at my university, it's called uh, Reading Week, so no classes this week, so I've had uh, a little bit of extra time to uh, to get myself caught up on uh, developing. I'm not quite uh, caught up on scanning yet, but I'm uh, I'm getting there. Uh, what have you been up to? I actually, I finished my October frugal roll. I know it's November and it's November's half over. And then I just decided, you know, I will start my November frugal roll. Let's just keep things going. And I went and I dug out those uh, hot lights that I had bought in a box left for like five bucks for all these lights and they do work. And I also now know why there's heavy leather gloves in the box. They get really, really hot, but they, <laughs> they seem to work well. And I thought, well, if I don't leave them on for an hour, I'm probably okay. Right. Like just leave them on for a few minutes and, I tried them out. It seemed like they lit up things where I wanted to go. And they have barn doors on them. And I have never used barn doors before. So this was new kind of lighting modifier to try using. So Right. No, I mean, uh, for $5, it's hard to complain. Well, I would have been, you know, even if the lights didn't work, it came with like aluminum stands for the lights that my other lights fit on. So, oh, even convenient. The, yeah, the stands themselves are worth definitely worth five bucks, even if it says the University Hospital Morgue on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they've probably seen some interesting things. <laughs> I'm sure they have. But yeah, in the bottom of the box, there's a couple spare bulbs that are brand new, and I'm sure they cost way more than the price tag that's on the box. I so I should be good. I yeah. Be, I'm looking forward to finishing the roll since it's 
uber cold out here. It's like minus 18 tonight. And we've had two blizzards since Saturday. That's rough. Yeah, winter's here. Yay! Not. <laughs> we've, uh, we've only seen a few uh, flakes here. Uh, it actually got up to uh, 23 degrees Celsius yesterday. Which oh my was, gosh. Uh, which was uh, pretty awesome for, you know, the 10th of November. And, no uh, kidding. Today was another nice day. It was, you know, 17, 18 degrees, but, uh, you know, it's it's going to be in the single digits here very quickly. You sure you don't want to trade temperatures? You know, I'm okay on that for now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, did I have heard you've got a nice new red Holga in your house. Yes, yeah, I uh, I uh, grabbed that out of the mail yesterday, and uh, you know had the chance to uh, to play around with it. Uh, fired off a couple shots, you know the uh, the obligatory uh, first frame selfie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm uh, you know I've never shot a Holga before, and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I hope you put color film in it because it's nice bright red camera. <laughs> yeah, you know, I wasn't even thinking, but uh, no, I've got it. Uh, I've got it loaded uh, with some Delta 100, which, uh, you know, maybe I should have thrown a 400 speed in there, but uh, I'll, uh, I'll wait for the next sunny day and uh, run through that roll. <laughs> Well, who knows? Maybe the morgue will be getting rid of their lights and you can pick those up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's an option I'll have to uh, keep an eye out for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I just laugh every time I look at that. It's, I don't know. Why do I do stuff like that? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's nice that you gave them a second life. Well, you know, if someone gave them away, you know, to the thrift for nothing, I bet, and they just slapped five bucks on it because it does look like when you just look in them all jumbled in the box, it kind of does look like junk. <laughs> so, well, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's awesome that they still work. I was actually quite surprised, and then I, I was uh, really surprised, you know, like, do I dare plug this in? Am I going to get zapped? <laughs> you know? yeah, it, it, with uh, with old electronics, sometimes it can be uh, it can be a little sketchy. Yeah. So yeah, I threw them in a, the first time I tried them. I threw them in a light bar with an on-off switch, so that I could hit it <laughs> if it started smoking or something. But no, they work just fine. And they when they warm up, they're a little stinky smelling, but. <laughs> <laughs> but uh they're just they're just warm which today that actually kind of felt good <laughs> yeah i bet they like uh like you had for sure but uh yeah so that's pretty much all that's new here for me and for you nothing else new for you oh not much really i uh you know, like I like I said, uh, I I don't have school this week, but I uh, I still haven't had the chance to uh, to get off my ass and uh, 
and go out there and burn some uh, some frames. But uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Before it gets cold. Yeah, exactly. No, it's uh, it's gonna be down to seven degrees by Friday. So uh, you know. Yeah. Well, it's, I still take that over what we've got here. Hopefully. No, I I wouldn't blame you for taking that. But uh, yeah, so um, maybe we will take a quick break and. Then we will come back with the questions for from our Embrace the Grain group. How does that sound? Sounds good to me. Let's do it. All right. We are back. So we had a group question in our Facebook group. Um, question for episode 54. What is the one piece of gear you currently own that you wish you had more time to shoot with, but you will never sell? All right, and uh, and first up we have uh, Junior Wyatt. He says, my Olympus Pen FT. I love half-frame cameras. It takes just a bit of time to go through a roll lol. <laughs> and it took me three bad experiences to finally get this camera. Yeah, well, Junior, I have a tough enough time going through 24 frames. I don't know if I'd want to do 48 or 72. But uh, from what I've seen, you're getting some beautiful images out of that thing. Have you shot any half frame? Not even once. Okay. I have shot half frame, I think, two times. And I made darn sure they were rolls of 24. <laughs> <laughs> if I could have gotten rolls of 12, that's what would have went in there. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh... You know, I wouldn't really pick up a half frame for the, you know, economical reasons, you know. With with bulk rolling and stuff like that, you can get your your roll per, uh, sorry, price per roll down to, you know, a pretty decent level. You don't need to stretch it out any more than that. It's not price-wise that I've shot it. It's for... Uh, composition and artistic because you can shoot your in-camera triptychs and diptychs mm. and there's no fudging around afterwards you just you go and you have a general idea of what you want to shoot you go line it up you shoot it move on to the next one yeah I've, I've seen some some very creative takes on the uh, the whole diptych and triptych things with half frame. Uh, shout out to uh, Brian Caparicci. He's uh, he's one guy that I've uh, I've seen do that, uh, particularly in in the uh, negative positives group. Mhm. I think it was about a year ago that Junior 
tried to get a half gray, half frame group together and I had to write to him, I signed up for this. I'm sorry, I have to bow out. I just can't, can't get it done. I've got too much on the go. So I'm not sure if the group continued on or if it just kind of fizzled out, which would be a shame if it did because it looked like it would have been something really fun to do, but yeah, I already had like a couple other projects on the go and I wanted to finish them up. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, there's enough to do without piling the projects on top of it. They all sound fun at first, but you have to remember yeah. that when you sign up for it, there's work involved. Oh, absolutely, there is. Right, right. So the next question comes from Marius Andrehi. He says his Nikon F2. There is none other. I mean, I use it almost daily, the FM2N, but the F2 is just awesome. It just works. Never had any issues with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the Nikon F2 myself. Uh, I don't think this is a hot take at all, but uh, in my opinion, it's uh, it's one of the best all-mechanical SLRs that I've ever used. And, you know, I have one, and I have a pretty black one, and I have the Nikon F, and out of the two of them, I'd rather shoot the F. Yeah, I mean, I have both, and I uh, I like them for different reasons. I would say, you know, the uh, the F two is is kind of you know my almost my take anywhere. You know, you're not worried about breaking that camera, that's for sure. No. But uh, you know, whereas you know, I, I like to, uh, well, I have a, a metered F, which, of course, the meter is dead. And I have my uh, my other F, which has a, an eye level. So it's it's kind of my camera that I like to, uh, you know, take out for a Sunday drive, you know, along with a handheld meter and just kind of shoot slow with it. The... I think the reason I don't care for my F2 is it does have the metered prism on it and I find it difficult to see through. So maybe I need to get just a plain prism for it and try that. Yeah, it, you know, it, it might work a little bit better for you. But uh, Do you think the one from the F fits on the F2? It, I'm, I'm quite sure it does, but I think that you uh, you'll have to uh, remove the nameplate. Right. Yeah, but uh, yeah. if I just uh, thought you know I could try it if I if it would just pop on there I would could just try it. Yeah, but. no, you should be able to do that. But uh, I mean, a Nikon F with an eye level prism is, in my opinion, uh, the most beautiful SLR ever made. That's I just have the plain prism on mine and when I bought it like he says don't get the one with the metered prism 90% of the time they don't work or they're inaccurate but the rare time some of them are still good. 
So I never bothered. I just got the plain prism as was recommended. And I like, I can see through it great. Yeah. So. Now they're, they're lovely cameras. And uh, I've owned, I think, uh, four F Atomics in total, and none of them have, uh, have worked. Yeah. And uh, of course, they take the uh, the dreaded uh, PX six seventy five Mercury cell. Yeah, yeah. See, in mine, it has this little light thing, but it takes that Mercury cell in it. But it's not a meter; it's just lighting up so you can see the meter better. Okay. It's like an accessory, so it doesn't really matter if you put a modern battery in it, but I still can't read it very well. I found it was better with that off. Right. It's strange. So, yeah. Alrighty. All right. Uh, so our, uh, our next comment is... Uh, Leonid uh, Nikishin. Sorry if I uh, I brutalized that name, Leonid. But uh, he says uh, the reality so subtle six by six pinhole. He says I don't always have the patience or simply time required to shoot it. Pinhole often means carrying some form of uh, tripod plus uh, extended time per shot. Uh, but I've always been very impressed by the results. Mm -hmm. Have uh, you ever shot pinhole, Sherry? Uh, not yet. I have a pinhole. I just haven't went out and done it. <laughs> no. Just uh, just waiting for the right opportunity, eh? Uh, yeah, it's, it's like Leonid says. It's a time thing, and it's like, okay, I should... I was going to do it this summer, you know, when the monkey was outside running around playing. <laughs> and I just I just didn't get around to it. So hopefully this year. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sure you're in the same situation that I am. You uh, you have many cameras that are uh, better in line for some uh, tender loving care. But, uh, you know, it... Uh, it takes a lot of time to get through them all. I did buy the that Holga wide pinhole. That's the one I have that I I yeah. should go out and try it. And they say it's so awesome. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, no, uh, pinhole is kind of one thing that I've been a little interested in for a while, but. Uh, yeah, hopefully someday I can uh, I can dabble in that. I think yeah. I think it would be great for uh, for landscapes in particular. Yeah, it would look pretty awesome with a waterfall or any type of running water, or even when you have those really big poofy clouds that are moving fairly fast and they would just streak across the sky. Yeah, I bet you could get some uh, some very neat results out of those cameras. Yeah, yeah. So Jess Hobbs replied to Leonid, I really want to get one of these, but I hear you on the patience thing. I need to shoot more with the one I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, uh, 
We're definitely not the only ones in that situation, Jess. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of us are the same. Yeah, I mean, you know, myself, I uh, I really try and stick to one camera for a week or two. And uh, as a result, you know, a lot of cameras that, uh, you know, were in the front of my mind for a long time kind of get put on the back burner for for months at a time. That's the one thing that I liked about doing frugal film project with one camera is you actually have to use that one piece of gear for at least 12 rolls of film. So you yeah. get that consistency for an entire year. You know, it's uh, it's uh, it's nice to be able to kind of uh, get to know your cameras more intimately that way as well. You know, even though we were allowed to change our cameras with each film swap, like we changed the film from HP5 to Lomo 800 to Ektar to now we're on Tri-X, uh, we could have changed our camera with each one of those film swaps, but I chose not to. Yeah, I mean, uh, that could definitely be tough, you know, uh, just speaking from experience, if you uh, kind of pigeonhole yourself that way, you know, it can it can really take the wind out of your sails. You can get, you know, bored easily or what have you. But uh, I find it a challenge. Yeah, it is for sure. Like, how do I get it to do this? I have this to work with. How do I get to work how I want. Yeah, and I mean, we could all use a challenge every now and then. I, th I think that's uh, how we uh, improve ourselves. And the, the lens on that thing, when I started out, I didn't mind the lens. Now I freaking hate it. Which uh, lens is that? <laughs> I have, I believe, <clears throat> it's a 28 to 108 kit lens I think is what it is okay. you would think it and it's an f4 to f5.6 and it's bigger like it's bigger and it's sharp enough and it's gelded so there's no manual focus on it okay so you're relying on autofocus and I think that is the thing I hate the most yeah, I, I mean, some of the uh, some of the autofocus on the older Nikon cameras really isn't up to par, uh, especially compared to uh, to like the AF, AFS lenses. Uh, like I know, uh, just shooting my uh, my 1.8D on my F5, uh, once in a while it does miss focus, and you kind of need to you know give it a, a little nudge with the at uh, the focus ring. And uh, yeah. and not not being able to do that, I could see how that would be frustrating. Well, th this one it um it makes that lovely beep, you know, when it when it's focused, oh, okay. and it won't let you press the shutter button unless it's done that. So it says it's in focus sometimes, but I don't want it to focus on that spot. I want it to focus just a hair, maybe to the left. 
So you have to focus and recompose and then put your finger on the on the focus lock because then it moves if you it's just a pain <laughs> in the butt to use. I don't yeah. like it. I don't mind the body. It's at the F seventy five, it's plain Jane, no bells and whistles. Um, it's DX only, but you can get around that with the uh, exposure compensation somewhat. And it's enough, you know, I could get by with using that camera. Yeah, I mean, outside of the, you know, the professional F line and the F100, there are quite a few sleepers in the, uh, in the Nikon autofocus uh, film body catalog. But I tell you, the first thing that's going to happen when I'm finally done December's roll is that lens is coming off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're tossing that one. I'm not going to toss it, but I'm I'm going to put it aside. So if I ever sell the camera, it will go with it. <laughs> yeah, uh, push that burden onto somebody else. Well, for someone just starting, it would be perfect. Right. You know, so let's move on to Alex Lauks from the classic camera revival. Now, Alex says he has too many to choose from. A couple folders, an Agfa Click 2, Polaroids, Holga. I don't know. I think Alex might have a gear hoarding problem. <laughs> Sorry, oh, Alex, I just no. had to tease a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll see you at the meetings, Alex. <laughs> How many steps was it? Twelve? <laughs> yeah, yeah, twelve steps. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I would need a lot more than twelve steps. <laughs> I think we all have that problem a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I wonder what his folders are. Now I'm curious. I'll have to ask him. Yeah. Now, uh, have you shot many folders? I own two, uh, and they're both size. Okay. Um, one is the Ercona 2, and it's a 6 by 9 Right. And I like that one because I can pop that sucker in my purse. It folds up teeny tiny small. Actually, when I took my last trip to Arizona, that was the medium format camera I took. Just okay. because I could just stick it in a pocket and if the custom guys was looking at me like I was silly, but <laughs> wanted me to open it all up. <laughs> he thought it was cool, but <laughs> he yeah. didn't want to touch it for some reason. No. <laughs> I mean, and, the, the one thing about those uh, old folders is they can be a little fragile. Right, right, yeah. And, well, this one had been, like, um, serviced, so it had okay. had new bellows put on it and all that and CLA'd. So right. I knew it would be a good shooter and I would have decent photos come out of it. And the other one I have is a Zeiss also, and it's the 515-16, and it's a 6x6. Six six. Okay. I uh, I almost bought one of those last week on eBay. Oh. 
there's different ones though with the lenses on them some of them are quite slow and mine is the i think it's a 3.5 oh wow yeah i think the uh, the one that i was looking at was uh, i think it was a 105 f 6.8 if i remember correctly right right yeah this one this one was pretty quick for its time and before cameras had really jumped in price i'd bought it but it still wasn't super cheap back then right so, but yeah i mean for the for the age of those cameras you know they still do fetch a pretty decent price uh to find one in good condition you're probably you know looking at you know 80 100 dollars mm -hmm. but yeah. uh, and then there's a probably a pretty good chance you're going to have to get a CLA on it because all of the grease will be rock hard. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, myself, I own one folder camera. It's a uh, it's a Kodak number two uh, model C, which was uh, made in Toronto, I believe. But uh, it actually belonged to my great grandmother. Oh, um, cool! Yeah, but uh, unfortunately, the uh, the uh, the bellows are holier than Swiss cheese. But uh, you know, amazingly, the uh, the shutter still fires. Right. Oh, I'm lying. I also have the Jiffy six one six. My mom bought me, and it did have holes in the bellows. But I took um. It's not a permanent fix, but it was enough for one roll. Some liquid electrical tape. And yeah, I just painted, dropped on the outside where each one of those holes were. Yeah, I've, I've heard of people doing that. Uh, did that work out well for you? I didn't have any light leaks, but I do notice that the tape has since lifted off. Right. So that's why it's not a permanent solution, but it will work long enough to shoot a roll or two. Yeah, and I guess you can always uh, apply another layer. Yeah, I heard those Kodaks. It's almost impossible to replace the bellows. Yeah, when I uh, when my grandmother first gave me uh, this uh, this Kodak uh, folding camera. I, I looked up uh, whether I could get replacement bellows or not, and there really wasn't, uh, at least at the time, any information that I could find on uh, getting that replaced. There are ones where you can make a, um, uh, like a leatherette -like pattern that, and Velcro that just wrap around it that would also um, block yeah. the light. It's, it's not pretty. Now, that uh, definitely doesn't sound like an elegant solution, but uh, whatever works, right? Right, right. So let's move on to the next question. Um, okay. That right. would be uh, from Nancy Urquhart Bueller. I hope I said that right. She says, I think my Polaroid big shot. I just need more willing subjects. <laughs> Polaroid big shot. 
Yeah. Is, is that one of the uh, one of the ones with the uh, the flash kind of built into the front of the camera? I'm not entirely sure of. All. I don't know my Polaroids very well. You know, uh, past the uh, the 600 and the SX70 models, I uh, I really don't know them well either. I'm no. gonna do a Google foo here. I think that's what they're. All I know is my mom had a um, Polaroid S670 when I was a kid, and I was not allowed to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had. I bet those were expensive cameras back in the day. Uh, yeah, Dad bought it for Mom for Christmas, and he said it was fairly pricey. And I was not allowed to touch it. <laughs> I'm still not allowed to touch it, for Pete's sake, and I'm 53 years old. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're still mom, keeping it. Right your camera, and she goes, "No." So I went, bought my own. <laughs> <laughs> Do you uh, shoot your X SX70 often? Not very often. No. no, I actually might sell it. Yeah, I uh, I kind of. Uh, left the Polaroid world on a bit of a sour note, but, uh, but maybe that's a story for another time. I, uh, I had two SX-70s at one point. I had, uh, an Alpha and I had a Model 2, but, uh, I, I really didn't get along and, you know, I'm, I'm sure it has a lot to do with, uh, the cameras that I was using, you know, hadn't seen a lick of, uh, service and god knows how long but uh yeah my uh results were very inconsistent yeah yeah and another thing is i can't hardly get the polaroid film where i live so well i can't buy it locally at all right so i'd have to order it in or go to the city and i can buy in stacks here locally so I tend to shoot it more if I'm going to shoot instant. And uh, Instax is quite a bit cheaper as well. It is, but it's also, it's more handy, you know. Yeah. I've, uh, I've kind of been uh, a little bit interested in the Instax wide cameras for for a while now. It kind of looks like an interesting alternative to the Polaroid cameras. I do have, I have a wide and I have a mini and I use them for different purposes, but I tend to use the wide more. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot closer to the, uh, the Polaroid size. Usually every Christmas at my mother-in-law's, I take the wide and burn off a couple packs of film and then I, I just leave the pictures there. Yeah, I it's a it's a great thing to expose, especially uh, some of the younger generation uh, to instant film. Well, it's not only that ish; they never take any pictures. They don't have any pictures. This way, they have no. some. And that's they may the, not be the greatest pictures in the world, but that's better than no pictures. No, and and that's kind of the world that we live in, you know. My uh, my mother has oh god, 
a dozen photo albums mm-hmm. and I I couldn't tell you how many how many pictures I've taken, you know, of me and my friends that I that I have physical copies of and God knows how many memories, you know, that I've I've captured on cell phones throughout the years that are kind of lost to time. Some of them you might want to lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's uh there's that to it as well, but uh no, it's uh I I think it's important to uh, you know, I'm a bit of a hypocrite saying this because I uh, I don't print nearly as much as I should, but I, th- I think it is important to uh, to print your work, whether it's just for your eyes or share with others. Right. Usually every year for Christmas, there's pictures in everybody's gift, and it, they just they go in there, and what they do with them afterwards, I don't care, but they have them. They probably all go in a drawer. Maybe they go do go in an album. I don't know. But yeah, you'd like you'd like to think that's where they end up, but uh, <laughs> they probably go in a drawer <laughs> <laughs> along with all the other junk. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's move on. So. All right. So uh, so Frank. Shytrowski says that uh, his Hasselblad uh, SWCM. Alrighty. Have you shot one of those? <laughs> I've uh, I've shot a 500 CM, but uh, no, I've never shot any of the SWC cameras. They're uh, they're probably I would call them one of my uh, medium format grails let's call it that uh they are incredibly awesome cameras uh the i think it's the i'm, I'm gonna get this wrong but i think it's the uh the 40 millimeter f 5.6 maybe uh whatever it is the uh, the standard wide angle lens but uh it's just an incredible piece of glass, and uh, I'm a big fan of of wide angle on six by six. It's a it's a neat perspective, but uh, you know, unfortunately, like a like a lot of other Hasselblads, they are not cheap. Right, right. Yeah, I have zero experience with Hasselblad. I know nothing about Hasselblad so I can't comment on anything Hasselblad (laughs) yeah they're uh they're lovely cameras and uh I do kind of regret selling mine but uh for the kind of shooting that I do I uh I prefer the uh the compact size and the uh the relatively lightweight of the Roliflex in comparison. Right, right. I do have one that might look like a Hasselblad, but it isn't. <laughs> do, you, uh, it, do you have it's a It's not Russian. No? Huh? No. It is a Bronica uh, C. Okay. And it's pretty, and it's chrome, and it has a nice wooden handle, like a Pentax 6-7 has, 
and a waist level finder. And from a distance, you might mistake it for a Hasselblad, but it's not. Yeah, no, uh, I've heard a lot of great things about Bronica cameras, but I've uh, I've never had the opportunity to shoot one. And that one is um, all mechanical. Right. So That's, there's no uh, electronic stuff to go wrong in it. And there are two models of it. Um, I can't remember what the other one is offhand, but one has a modular back and the other does not. And I have the one that does not have the modular back. Okay. So it's like the Pentax 645. You just open it up and load it and pop it, pop it in there and you can't take it off mid-roll and swap backs. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's one thing that uh, that people say is a big pro to uh, to a system like the Hasselblad, you know, because you uh, you can switch film on the fly. But uh, when I had a Hasselblad, I had three backs, and uh, I had it in my head that I would, uh, you know, I if I had a back loaded with black and white on the camera, I'd have you know, either another roll of black and white loaded up in one and uh, a roll of color in the other. And I I thought for sure that I would, you know, have the opportunity to switch back and forth, but I really didn't. You know, uh, 12 shots really isn't a lot in the grand scheme of things. And uh, I guess I could see particular instances when you might want to switch films but uh it's not really something that i uh, that i took advantage of personally right right so this is kind of going with where i um mentioned bronica uh chris etzel says his bronica etrs such a fine camera but so heavy it is heavy i have one I meant to sell it and I still have it <laughs> and I have two lenses I have the wide angle and I have the um, I believe it's a 75 that came with it and I have four backs and I have a 35 millimeter back yeah okay so I could probably shoot sprockets yeah that'd be fun uh, but uh, I just found I wasn't using it as much and I have other cameras so I was thinking maybe someone else could love this one it was my first medium format camera and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it except I don't use it and yes I would sell it yeah I'm sure somebody would love to take you up on that you know it, it's a good camera and uh it produces beautiful images, but uh, I don't yeah. need it. I've heard some uh, some very good things about the uh, the Zenzanon glass. It's beautiful. The Bronica that I mentioned that I have two of them. I have that C and I have the ETRS. The C is a Nikkor lens, and this one is the Zenza Zenzanon, okay. and it's beautiful. It is. It's beautiful. I've got photos up on the wall of family that I've taken with it. And 
Um, the one thing over the C is a six by six, and the ETRS is six four five. Okay. So if you happen to have a 220 back and find 220 film that is in good condition, you get 32 shots. Yeehaw. <laughs> oh, God, that's like the 36 I can't manage to take on my small cameras. <laughs> Honestly, uh, no, uh, I... Uh, I had a Mamiya 645 Pro TL for a while, and uh, that's really the only experience that I've had with the format. But yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Like, I don't know if I necessarily want more than 12 shots to a roll, because I have a hard enough time getting through that as it is. 16 is okay. Yeah, it's 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 manageable. But, yeah... It depends on if I really get in a groove, I can run through a lot of film real quick. Like last um, spring when I traveled down to Arizona, I go out and I th throw, uh, I had 36s and I had 24s and I take like six rolls of film and the one day I come home and I was on the last roll. <laughs> I shot five rolls of film in one day and I'm going, holy Dinah. I'm going to have my work cut out for me when I get home. I, uh, uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I've, recently I've fizzled, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think I could go through, uh, through five rolls in a couple hours with my, uh, 690. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, that is uh that is one dangerous camera to uh to take out in the field mm -hmm. especially if you don't have a you know a truckload of film to bring with you yeah but that's six by nine you're not they're not 36 exposures <laughs> ah. oh god no and no i did not come home with 36 of the same shots that's shooting digital <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh yeah that's the classic uh spray and pray yeah i i actually did that the other day when i shot the grandson's portraits and i told my daughter i said we take three in case they close their eyes in one and then i can do an eye swap <laughs> everyone will have a perfect face <laughs> yeah the magic of photoshop yeah you take three pictures and and then you can swap poses <laughs> so Anyway, all right. Room, wouldn't it? Huh? It'd be hard to do that in a dark room, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Bill Smith says his Nikon F3HP. Hmm. Yeah, I uh, I feel the same way, uh, Bill. I've had a uh, a Nikon uh, F3 High Point. Uh, for oh about a year and a half now, and I bet I haven't put ten rolls through it. It's uh, it's not because I don't love the camera because I really do. It's just uh, the film advance is a little too loose for my taste, and uh, I've owned F3s in the past that uh, 
you know, had, you know, one of the most beautiful film advances that I've ever experienced. And uh, it just really bugs me to shoot this one, to be honest. Uh, so I've uh, I've kind of had it on the back burner until I can uh, send it off to get that fixed. Right, right. Um, I don't have an F3 of any denomination or an F4. No. No, I'm lacking. I have no desire to buy them. You know, I have uh, the F and the F2, and then I have the F5 and the F6. Right. So that probably covers covers the grid. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the F line is is kind of my uh, my kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, at the moment I'm uh, I'm up to two Fs, an F two, an F three, an F five, and uh, that's that's not counting the uh, the uh, the compact FM bodies. At the moment, I've got a couple of those. <laughs> oh, I've got a bunch of the consumer ones, and I've got a couple of point and shoots. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. we're, we're we're not counting those. <laughs> oh no, no. Uh, but uh, alrighty, should we move along? Yes, sure. Um, go ahead. Okay, sorry. Lost in my own thoughts here. Um, and lost in Facebook. Here we go. <laughs> uh, Trevor Monier. He says, my Nikkor 500mm F4P. But that sounds like a big chunk of glass, Trevor. It does. It does. What the heck do you use that for? Wildlife, maybe? Yeah, I mean... Uh, in the maybe in the current global situation that uh, you might want a 500 millimeter so you can keep that uh, that distance <laughs> <laughs> i hope he's not pulling a rear window <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry trevor <laughs> no but, but uh, uh, yeah i i mean i'm not a i'm not a telephoto person I uh, I have a hard enough time using a, a 135, let alone a 500. Uh, have you huh. had had any experience with uh, with a longer my, lens? I think my longest one I have is a 300. Okay. And sometimes when I am shooting wildlife, I think I wish it was a little longer because then I could be further away and basically not scare them away. Right. Yeah. Uh, especially yeah. snowy owls and um, nobody wants to get close to a bear. No, I, I guess you. Uh, serious. Nobody wants to get close to a bear. <laughs> no, I guess a a 500 millimeter might be a, a good idea for uh, for photography. Jesus, can't talk for. <laughs> for photographing bears but yeah i guess it depends on i guess you i don't know what else you would use it for 
I never really thought about it. Yeah, you know what, Trevor? We'd uh, we'd love to see some pictures that you've taken with that lens. Yes, please share some with us. Yeah. No, um, I'd, I'd I'd be curious to see as well. Um, Christine Pennock says everything. Laugh out loud. And Trevor uh, Munier, sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly, says I'd like to revise my answer to this. <laughs> 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 oh yeah some days it feels like everything <laughs> i can relate to that okay so okay um uh melissa anishinaabe sorry if i pronounced that wrong melissa <laughs> melissa says everything really but uh mainly my fuji gx683 it's such a huge tank that it requires planning to shoot with, and I am more into winging it when I take photos. I am so into winging it when I take photos. It's not funny. Winging it is all I do. Yeah, I, I plan nothing. Even no. the other day when the kids come over for their portraits, care, my daughter says, well, uh, what are we going to do? I says, uh, let's try this. <laughs> <laughs> see how it looks <laughs> yeah I mean uh, yeah uh, winging it can uh, can either put you in a bind or it can uh, can really help uh, you know enhance your creativity you know uh, the reason I said let's wing it is because you've got one kid that's four months old and you've got one kid that's four years old Okay, um, the four-year-old has been photographed since he was four months old. He knows how to pose. The other one, not so much. He knows how to cry. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and it's, so it's like, okay, the baby's happy. Okay, now move like this and move your chin down. Okay, that's good. Click, click, click. <laughs> yeah, you need a high-speed uh, camera for that kind of action. Yeah. That's why I dug the strobes out. It just freezes everything. So if they jiggle a little bit, it freezes it. Right. <laughs> but uh, have you shot any of those Fuji cameras? Uh, I have not. Uh, I guess really the only exposure that I would have to the uh, GX683. A, uh, a good buddy of mine... Uh, that I've uh, met through uh, Facebook. Uh, shout out to Josh Fast. Uh, he has a 680, and he shoots it like a uh, like a large format camera. It's uh, it's quite a rig. Uh, like Melissa said, it's it's a real tank of a camera, and it, it's a uh, it's pretty neat. But uh, the uh, the lenses have the shutter built into them, but uh, not only that, uh, it's actually an electronic shutter. Okay, so refresh my memory. Is that the one that it has a bellows? It does, yeah. Okay, then I'm thinking of the right one. Yes, those are big. Yeah, no. I uh, I think what uh, what Josh mainly uses his for is uh, is portraiture, 
right. because uh, it it doesn't have any rear movements, I don't believe, but it does have front movements. Uh, I'm not a, a large format shooter, so I uh, I obviously can't get into detail about the movements, but uh, I think it has like tilt and swing, shift, etc. The, right. uh, the the basic front movements, anyway. Yeah, yeah. You would probably be able to take um, architectural photos and not have, you know, how the buildings kind of skew. And you have yeah. to fix them later in Photoshop to make them straight. <laughs> yeah, with I guess with the tilt uh, with the tilt shift lens, you can uh, you can fix that in camera. Yes, you can shoot it correct in camera. Because yeah, uh, no. yeah, I've taken a few power line pictures, and the power lines always look like they're leaning away. So I, I have to shoot wide and fix it in Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Power lines are the bane of my uh, my landscape photography existence. It depends on if they add to the scene, it's fine. If they do not, it's like ah. Sometimes they add, sometimes they don't. Yeah, usually for me. It's it's uh, it's an annoyance in the foreground that uh, that takes away from uh, from the subject in the distance. Right, right. All right. Let's move on. Andrew Reynolds says my Rolly Cord Five. It was a gift from my father. Likely the Nikon 50 millimeter f 1.8 series E, and the Nikkor 24 f2 AI he gave me as well. Okay. Yeah, those uh, those roller cords are beautiful cameras, especially the uh, the five uh, one of the one of the last ones. Do you uh, have any experience with the roller cords, Sherry? I do not. I have never had a roller cord. Um, I went straight for the flex, I guess. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah. I've seen some just phenomenal workshop with them. So. Yeah, no. Uh, I uh, I used to own a 3B before I had a Rolly Flex, and I think I paid something like I don't know eighty dollars for that camera. And uh, you know it wasn't mint condition or anything, but uh, damn, if that thing uh, could couldn't produce some fine images. Yeah. Uh, I think what uh what maybe some people don't realize is. Uh, is that a lot of the Rolly cords have the same lenses as uh, some Rolly Flex models? That's what I've heard. It's um, the dials and the setting, how you set the camera, that is different. Am I correct? Yeah. So, uh, so obviously, with with the Rolly Flex, you get the uh, the automatic film counter. You know, it uh, when you uh, turn the crank it, it mm -hmm. stops once you get to the frame uh with a rolly cord uh it's uh it's a knob instead of a lever and at least with the 3b i'm not sure if it's the same on the uh, the later models but uh you kind of have to 
push in the knob and turn it and you can keep on turning it until the cows come home <laughs> and uh yeah but uh i don't know whether that's uh that's the way they're supposed to operate but that's the way mine operate anyway but uh you had to keep an eye on the counter and uh and when the number popped up you know make sure you stop right. turning because <laughs> i have the the 1938 Rolly Flex Auto Automat, and it has the lever and the auto stop on it. So. Yeah. No. The, but yet. Uh, go ahead. No, uh, the Rolly Flex is. Uh, I think uh, the the I think it was the new standard was the first one to uh, to have that in. But uh, for for a time, both the Rolly Flex and the uh, the Rolly Cord uh, didn't have the uh, the automatic counting feature. Right. And I guess that's uh, that's one other thing that the Rolly Flex doesn't have is uh, with the Rolly Flex, you know, you don't have to to line up any arrows when you're loading film. You can just toss it in there, and as long as your camera's uh, working correctly and you have loaded the film properly under the roller, it'll stop when you get to uh, to number one. But uh, yeah, that's not the case with the Rolly Flex. I do believe I have a baby Rolly, and I do believe it's got the knob on the side instead of the lever. But I believe it's got the counter. It will just stop when it gets to frame one. Right. Yeah, those are those are neat little cameras. They are definitely not as full-fledged as their big brothers, but they take pretty good pictures too. It's just the 127 film is so hard to find. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not a a common film size to find. No. I can only think of a couple places off the top of my head where you could even buy it. Well, I've got a little bit of a a little bit of a supply in the freezer, so I'm good for a while. But when you yeah. do find it, it is expensive. Yeah, I can bet. So, should we move along? Sure. Okay. So, uh, Andrew Chapman, he says, my RB67 and my Speed Graphic, they're, they are uh, less planned to take a camera and more plan the day around the camera. But uh, <laughs> both are a lot of fun to use when when I can manage it. Right. Both of those are heavyweights, so if you got one in each hand, you could do your workout too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no gym membership required. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, he's totally right. I have never used either of those cameras. I just hear so many people say that they are big, so... I would see that not being a camera to wing it with. No, definitely not. Uh, I don't have any experience with those cameras either, but uh, I know even just uh, just from the other day, I uh, 
I went for a hike with my Nikon F5, and, uh, you know, I, uh, at the start of the hike, you know, I was thinking, you know, why don't I bring this camera out more? You know, this is great. You know, I'm, I'm having such a great time using it. And about, you know, an hour, hour and a half into the hike, I was thinking, you know, shit, my neck is starting to get sore. So, uh, so yeah, Andrew, I can, I can definitely see how something like an RB67 or a speed graphic would, uh, would be a plan the day around type of camera. Right, right. And so our very last question, and I am hoping I do not butcher your name, is from Frank Slytruski. Shrytowski, I, I know I butchered that, I'm sorry. Also a 4x5 speed graphic. I bought it maybe 20 years ago thinking I'd have time in retirement to use it. What's time? Oh right, <laughs> it's that stuff that flies by and we don't notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it's right. Gone. <laughs> that's the way but, it happens. Yeah, yeah, so that's, uh, we had quite a few answers this week, so that was pretty interesting. Yeah, no, it's it's great to see what everyone has to say. Right, right. Um, I was hoping it was going to be a little bit shorter episode, but holy Dinah, we've almost been chatting an hour. Yeah, time flies when you're having fun. So maybe we better take a little bit of a break and then we will wrap up the show. are back so at the beginning of the episode i mentioned all the fun stuff that happened when we started up with the computer and as jake says well isn't that why we have ko-fi and i said yes yes it is (laughs) so i would really like to thank everybody who has donated to our computer fund um and this week we had one donation from Gary Clannon. He is the lens medic in Calgary, Alberta. I've sent a bunch of things to Gary to fix over time. And I think you have as well, Jake. Yeah, I, uh, I just recently got back my, uh, my Roliflex from Gary. And uh, he really did a fantastic job. Uh, giving that a good CLA, I'm uh, I'm really impressed with the uh, with the work, and I uh, highly recommend Gary for any of your uh, film camera repair needs. Yes, uh, 
I'm, uh, I've sent, I've got a couple special little thingies that I'm going to send him come January that uh, might test his skill and his patience. (laughs) Sorry, Gary. (laughs) Um, But uh, I'll be in touch with you uh, about that. So, Gary, uh, one bonus when you do um, donate to the Kofi or the Coffee Fund is we ask you if you have a topic you would like to choose, a guest you would like to suggest, and you get a sticker. So, yay for stickers. <laughs> so, Gary came up with this topic. What do you do? When you lose your motivation. So Mm. that is a very good question. And I would love to hear your uh, responses on that. Because I've been struggling with that. How about you, Jake? Yeah, you know, uh, I find myself in creative ruts quite often. And... uh, there's there's a bunch of ways that you can go about you know trying to pull yourself out of those ruts and uh i I think we're uh we're gonna save that question for next episode so we can get a chance to uh to hear what everyone thinks about that right i'll put it up on the group and uh when the next solo episode comes out i do have a couple guests lined up so the next episode will definitely be with a guest and i think even the next two will definitely be with a guest and uh then possibly we'll get the answers to these questions and heck maybe we can even make a show around it yeah i think that's a great idea so another thing i was going to uh bring up in the group is Now, I'm sure if everybody downloaded first thing in the morning last week, you heard what I would call the effed up Friday. (laughs) Effed up Friday episode. So what happened is the introduction was perfect. And then for about six minutes, there was dead silence. And that was totally my fault. I forgot to click off one of the audio tracks that I wanted to include (laughs) and it didn't include it and I uploaded it and I listened to it. Everything sounds great. I listened to it again. Everything sounds great. So I scheduled it and the next morning, thank you, Robert Laney's. He says, did you know that the first six minutes are blank? (laughs) (gasps) Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. So I was thinking, you know, we all do it. We all have that mess up. Let's share them. You know, yeah. even even if it's just something like you did something with your camera that we would consider a mess up or a mistake. It all, it gives us all our little bit of humanity to laugh at ourselves. <laughs> Go, oh no, I did this. And we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Now we all make our uh, fair share of mistakes, and uh, no, we uh, we appreciate you uh, pointing out the mistake, Robert. 
Yeah, otherwise, you know, I probably, oh, I listened to it twice, it's probably fine. It would have stayed like that. So thank you so much for letting me know. <laughs> yeah, as soon, as soon as you told me that, I went and I looked on the computer and went, oh, I, I missed that and it was late. And I thought I could make all these excuses. No, I, do, I just messed up. Let's just take it down and re-upload it and hopefully everybody found, found the show okay. <laughs> so um, I guess uh, that's going to bring us up to just over an hour, Jake. Um, let's put our socials out there. Where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me over on Instagram at uh, Jake Rose Photo or over on Facebook in the various film photography groups. What about you, Sherry? Um, you can find me over at Roll Route One Film on Instagram or over on Frugal Film Project. You just give that a Google, you'll come up with the website or the Facebook page. And of course, you can find both of us on the Embrace the Grain Photography podcast group. So hopefully, hopefully this show comes out without any little oopsies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's been going a lot smoother so far. So uh, let's hope the finish is strong. Maybe we got all of that over with before we actually started this time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's what happened. Yeah, uh, uh, I kind of need the operating system in the computer to use it. Yeah, it might help a little bit. <laughs> anyway, so um, I guess that's where we will wrap up. And everybody, stay positive and embrace the green. See you guys soon. The, 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 that's all, folks.